Do you know why I picked this? Do you know the song? I mean, the the, the rip, the opening riff, oh, sounds man. like it's one of your guys, Blink-182. No, this is like a 90s banger, man. I think it was 90s. My guy. <laughs> Maybe you guys haven't figured this out yet. <laughs> Maybe in the 20 episodes that we've done, you guys haven't figured it out. I don't know these songs. None of them, eh? Okay, yeah, I do this. Yeah, yeah no, 100%. I listen to it at dentist offices. Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly, it would be in a waiting room or something. This is She's So High by Tall Bachman. Tall, Tall Bachman. Tall Bachman. Tall Bachman. Um, reason I picked this was I recently learned mm. that, and I did this on Instagram. I did an Instagram post on this. You go. could say anything negative or anything, yeah, I guess negative to, and then play that after. And as long as you're smiling, it seems like the ending of a movie and that you don't need to explain yourself. <laughs> you know? Like, check this out. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> Just be like, um, hey, Amar, you suck ass, right? And then you just smile. And then it works, eh? Watch, try it. No, that's great. Say something heavy yeah. that isn't positive. Anything. Hey, Dan. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Everything that I was thinking of was way too negative. Wow. And it was going to get like flagged. Oh, flagged. my like, God. You were looking at me too with hate in your eyes. I'm like, man, yeah, just go no, easy. I was like, damn. I was, gonna, I was really going to offend some, some you, your people. You were going to go in on it. All types of people. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Also, um, yeah, I can't smile today. Let me just speaking of smiles. I ate lots of tortillas, corn tortillas. What does that mean? And a lot of coffees. What the hell does that mean? I, just, I can't smile today? <laughs> I've been up. Uh, so, okay. I, I landed very late. Not very late. Hold on. Hold on. No, no. Bear sleep. I have so much sleep. This, this is my afternoon. Okay. Well, let me give some context, guys. Every time freaking Amar works before the podcast, and this isn't me hating on him for like having a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I know a bunch of people are going to be like, geez, leave him alone. He's just trying to make a living. <laughs> it's not that. It's just... Some days he'll work up until like 6 a.m. Yeah. And then he'll come in here and record a podcast. And the thing, we've talked about this before, being creative, you need sleep. You need energy. Yes. And I, I promise you, I have so much energy today because I have so much sleep. And it's just my afternoon. You know what I mean? For you, it's your morning. I've just been up for six hours. Well. But that's after a long sleep yesterday. There's also reasons here. Like um, back when you used to like work with me. Yeah. The reason why I was always for you, I'm always, I use, I like to use wit. Asterisk. We were a team. Yeah, we were. <clears throat> um, he came to, to like the work the one day tired as hell. I knew it. Mm -hmm. I knew he had like the glaze on his eyes. Like he could just pass out any moment. And we recorded two videos. <laughs> one video was completely no audio because he plugged the, <laughs> the microphone jack <laughs> into the headphone jack. Yo. So there's two jacks on a camera. There's, there's headphones to monitor sound. Yeah. And then there's a microphone slot. Yeah. And when I was editing, I'm like, why does this sound like I'm a million miles away? And I looked over, I'm like, this guy. Because your microphone's now a headphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was so tired. That's why I'm always on him about it. No, yeah. So this is my afternoon right now. This is like, right now it's like 10 a.m., but it feels like 2 p.m. for me. So I'm like peak energy. Okay. I'm ready to go. But that being said, I've had a lot of coffee today. Mm -hmm. right? Cause just because I want coffee. I love coffee. And I've had a lot of corn tortillas because I've recently went to LA a lot. 
So I bought a lot of corn tortillas. You and that's all them. I've been eating. And I feel like it's been yellowing my teeth literally for six hours. I've just been like you just heavy. Eat, hold on. You just eat corn tortillas straight? No, with like scrambled eggs and like turmeric. It's just, it's oh. been a lot of yellowing effects on my teeth. So I cannot smile today. <laughs> Not with my teeth. Let me see. Give me a smile. <laughs> no, I can't. Look, look, I'm like covering my mouth. Yeah, I know. The whole mic is like in your mouth right now. <laughs> I'm like covering like, no, my mouth. No, I can't yeah, smile. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're not that bad. Uh, How do you like long weekends? Love long weekends. Actually, no, I work a lot in long weekends. No, I don't love long weekends. I, I like long weekends, but at the same time, I don't. Like when you're an entrepreneur, you work for yourself. Mm. Long weekends only delay it. Because like mm. I could be sending emails, getting the ball rolling, but I have to wait. It's so true. I only like entrepreneurs hate long weekends. Because you can't do anything. Like what am I supposed to do on a Monday? Like, this is when I usually get the ball rolling. I can record the podcast yeah. now, and then I'll go out and I'll buy materials for my videos this week. But mm -hmm. I can't. The stores are closed. Tip number 27 on how to be an entrepreneur or how to fake being an entrepreneur. Just always bitch about the fact that yeah, long things weekends. are Yeah, long weekends. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate long weekends. Just trying to hustle and grind. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> we have an interesting topic that we're going to talk about today. Ooh. That also... Falls onto the, I guess, new topic that we're on iTunes with, which is mental health. Yes. So I've changed our genre to mental health because I think that's what, that's what this podcast overarchingly is about. And something that we love to talk about is mental health. And I think mental health needs an approachable way to talk about it mm -hmm. and a lighter way to talk about it, but yeah. also going heavy when, when it matters. And I think you guys have noticed that, that we like to go heavy when it matters, but then also keep the conversation light. It's got to be consumable. There's so much That's like um, mental health talk on YouTube everywhere that is so scientific. And that, that is helpful. When you have science backing something, it's it's more um, like tangible for a lot of people to believe when there's mm -hmm. studies and stuff like that. But when people are just riffing off on, on these lingo that a lot of people don't understand, yeah. you get lost. So the idea here is we're taking problems that a lot of us struggle with or at least the the blanket problem yeah and we're going to talk about how we sort of dealt with it or how you can deal with it from what we've seen and also a few stories here and there about how we shit our pants and you know well that's all on a mar <laughs> i got you guys <laughs> although i did do it once at laser quest but hey. that's i was a kid man i was so young <laughs> that's for another day <laughs> Did you just like pop a squat? I I need to know, man. Okay, I'll share it really quick. And did you get like lasered? Like, did people hit you? No, like, no. I'm just trying to take a shit. I was really young, and my aunt, before she had any kids, was like like the hip aunt, like the, you know? Yeah, yeah. So she took me and my brothers uh, to laser tag one day. But it was like a little bit further off in the distance, like the outskirts of town. So there was mm -hmm. no one else there. It was like the weird guy like, welcome to laser tag. <laughs> what do you want your code name to be? <laughs> it was like that, and then us. Wow. And so when you got to this later tag place, you basically, there was four doors. There was a blue one, a red one, a yellow one, and a, a purple one. What kind of existential place is this? I mean, it, was, it was crazy. So everyone individually got in their own door. So when you open the, the, I was in the yellow door. I opened the yellow door, it closes behind you, and you're in this little like dark room, like literally like the size of a closet. And the guy talks to you like, welcome to laser tag, 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 tag. Make sure you guys have fun, 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 fun. You know? And uh, you'd wait in there, and eventually your door would open up. Like mm. like the other side. Like the wall would start to lift up, and then you can go into the course. 
Kind of like a gladiator yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. So I was already nervous because I was a kid, and I'm like, where am I? What do I do? I don't know what's on the other side of this wall. Plus, I had anxiety. <laughs> And I, obviously, I had to shit. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm not gonna let you be. I'm not, I'm not gonna let you hide behind the fact that you're like, oh, we were really young. How young were you? Because I swear to God, if you say 14, <laughs> no, right. no, no. I was like probably six. Okay, that's really young. Six or seven. And so, <clears throat> first time at laser tag, it's a pitch black room, and uh, I was like, I might as well. Like, I don't know what to do here. I've got this laser gun. I don't know what's in this room. I already hated haunted houses and stuff like that. You can take a shit. So I'm running around, <laughs> I'm running around, and I see what my brother, yeah. Andrew. And so I, I start like shooting Andrew. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. But I didn't want to be like the nerdy brother. So I didn't mm. want to let him know I was scared. So I just kind of like followed him. Just like, ha, 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 shooting him. But really yeah. it was because I was scared. <laughs> and so. You're a dog at this point. You're, you're on a leash. I just kept following him. He's like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Kept shooting me and then running away. I was like, no, no. And as I was running, I guess I was just nervous. And, <laughs> and then. Did a lot come up? <laughs> No, no, it was like the smallest. Okay, I don't want to get into this. Anyways, all right, fine. It was a six-year-old shit. <laughs> Did a lot come out? What kind of freaking follow-up question? Okay, anyway. Hey, man, there's a real conversation. <laughs> I feel like I, I deserve, or uh, Amar deserved me to share that story because yeah. the last podcast he shared his own. Yeah, it's true. All right, uh, so uh, the big important talk. <laughs> yeah, okay, so awful transition now. Yeah. Today we're talking about uh, being impatient. Mm. Uh, I think a lot of people listening now would also be like, oh, yeah, I know what that's like. Just waiting a little bit long. No, there's so much under the topic of being patient that so many people don't know yeah. how to do it. And that's often why a lot of us struggle on problems is because we're not patient enough for ourselves. We're not like we're not very lenient with ourselves. Yeah. You know, um, too hard on ourselves. Exactly that. But also, we expect too much too fast. Yeah, that too. So the reason why I wanted to talk about this is in the past for me, whenever I had a problem, um, impatience has often been uh, something that fed the problem yeah. or made it seem so much worse. Because in our heads, we're like, I should be over this by now. I should have figured this out by now. Why aren't I better by now? Yeah. And that's impatience that's saying like you're giving yourself a clock based off of what maybe your friend went through and you saw how quick they got over it and you should have been over it by now. it's not, it's not doesn't work like that like first off when if you see someone else having a problem okay and they get over it you don't know what steps were behind it you don't know how intense their problem was to begin with because oftentimes a lot of people will over inflate and embellish stories like mm -hmm. it was so much worse and in two weeks they're now over it and you're kind of like how did they get over it so quick? And I'm still here struggling when they, it sounded like it was so awful for them. It's because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes for them. Um, but for me, there's been problems where I've beat myself up over, man, it's been a month, two months, and I'm still on this stressful topic. Why aren't I past this? And it's because I kept trying to set this limit of, okay, I have to be over it by now. I have to be. And when you put that wall up of, I have to be over it, you're literally blocking progress yeah. because you're, you're now with a clock, like a clock's running down, you know, like think of when you're uh, playing a video game or something and the clock's like two, two, ticking down three, two, one. You're kind of like, ah, I can't, yeah, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. focus because you're so worried about the time. You're rushed. You're rushed. So I think it's the same as impatience hinders your, your healing process. Yeah, especially if you're trying to get into a zone of... It, so, this whole thing of 
you know, overemphasize people that overemphasize their problems, right? And then two weeks later, they're probably the same people that would also now make their problems seem like, oh, no, no, I'm way over it. You know what I mean? But even though behind the scenes, they're not actually over it, right? Although I think a lot of people do that. They bury their problems. Yeah. So in, in your head, you're like, wow, they had such a big problem and now they have no problem at all, right? So they're definitely over it. And A, that's not true because it's probably less of a problem and they're still dealing with it right now. Mm-hmm. So don't compare that. And then, yeah, that's all I got there. <laughs> You know what's funny is oftentimes when our talks like I go I build up no you know? it's so great man like you, you you talk all these great things and then you you stop it's almost like you set yourself up for a list and you only really had one topic yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah that's exactly what it is <laughs> no but that is true like impatience okay this is a blanket uh, topic yeah because impatience feeds into a lot of things like look at an athlete if an athlete's impatient and they try to rush their training. Mm. Um, and they're like, no, let's just do, let's just skip it, skip it. We don't need that. That doesn't work. Oftentimes it won't be the best of what they're doing because sometimes you need those other things. Like the process can't always be as fast as you want. Yeah. I'm still in this moment where I feel life is too short. Like when you grow up and you're always being told life is so short. Like, why why, why do you think that? Well, like, 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 let's dig deeper there. Why do you think life is that short? I don't necessarily think life is that short. It's, there's aspects to... The way uh, the world works that yeah. makes you feel like the clock is ticking faster and faster. Mm-hmm. First off, there it, there is science behind why life feels like it's going faster as yeah. time goes on. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I, I don't want to say it now because I know I'm going to butcher it. But there is a science behind why it feels like as we get older, the years are shorter. Yeah, because the moments are the first moments or the big moments are happening. That plays into it. Yeah, time. for sure. Um what were we talking about there? Or you're, talk, you're talking about athletes. No, 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 but, 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 oh my God. Uh, we're you? so sorry, guys. No, no, what the <laughs> hell were you just saying? Like, why, you're like, oh, why is life so short? Because if you look at many of the greats, yeah. there's this, uh, there's this idea that these greats started when they were 14. Yeah. And they were these amazing miracle players at 14. They could yeah. shoot a, a basket or score a goal from a mile away at 14. They're like a prodigy. And when you get into your 20s, that's where it seems like most people are accomplishing a lot of their careers. They're going on their biggest tours. They're writing their biggest hits. They're filming their biggest movies. And then once you start to get over that and you get into your late 20s, there's this... And this is... Guys, this is also a projection from me. This is like an Mm -hmm. assumption. I want that to be clear. I'm not saying this is how it is. But this is how I see it. Uh, When you get to your later 20s, you start to get this pressure of having to settle down and start a family. And uh, you can't be doing what you used to do because it becomes relatively immature. Um, the amount of comments, not the amount, I, I occasionally get comments now saying, wow, I just watched a grown man play with slime. And it's mm. like, I never got those three years ago or four years ago. I feel like the same guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that I'm 27 and I'm still doing, not still, but I'm creating content that is fun for the youth, Yeah, which is important, by the way. Um, people tend to take that as immature and that, you know, I should be either settling down and it just feels like the 20s are the, the spotlight moment of your life. Yeah. So this is exactly why I asked this question, right? I feel like a Yu-Gi-Oh player right now. I'm like, yeah, you fell for my trap card. <laughs> Got you, blue eyes, red dragon. <laughs> um, it's, I, I honestly think impatience and all that, a lot of it stems from, you know, 
we we make these comparisons of like an athlete, you know, like if I was an athlete, I'm pretty much past my prime or I should be my prime right now and I'm not in my prime. So I'm, you know, like I'm not doing as well as they did. And we, there's this idea that like, if you're not successful by 20, 25, if you're not, you know, this larger than life and fully talented person by 25, then now you should settle into a normal life. And now you should settle into, you know, yeah, just going back to normal, right? And most of the time, we're really bad at just thinking that everyone did it in their 20s, right? Like Einstein was a freaking postal, not not that postal workers are freaking, but he was a like a postal worker or he was like in a- Social worker? No, he was like in a, like this like, uh, he worked in a in an office, right? He was just like a clerk at an office for intellectual rights, mm-hmm. right? That's what he did up until like 30-something, mm-hmm. right? He wasn't Einstein up until 40s, 50s, 60s, right? Like right. That's when he really hit it. There are so many people that I think it's either Chanel or Versace or someone, I don't know, wasn't really doing any designs up until 40. Like, there's so many cases for people that became successful at their 40s, 50s. Why? Because in the first 20, 30 years, they exercise that patience of just working on their craft. 100%. Right? And, and we don't like, we don't have that well, perspective. A lot of times that perspective is skewed. Like again, I'm not I'm not saying what I said was fact, but Of course. There that's well, that's why I view the world so short because then you have your 30s and your 30s are about starting a family, building a family, and then 40s is like raising the kids, you know, like Yeah. It's just it's a wall that I'm working trying to break through because I feel like as an entrepreneur, if I'm, for instance, it's a long weekend, yeah. most people are probably kicking back, relaxing on a dock at a cottage right now before driving back. And, you know, yeah. they, they have times where they can sit back and relax. I can't like mentally. I can't because if I'm not working, you're losing. It feels like I'm losing consistently yeah. because I'm in control of my own success to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, but there, you know, we've all seen those videos floating around Facebook of people that made it later in life. Yeah. That, um, and I've got a list here, like Stan Lee. Okay, um, he didn't get his big break till he was almost forty years old, and his first comic book hit was the Fantastic Four, and mm. then after that, his classics came out. So he was forty. Yeah, like, like you, you literally now have thirteen years to make comic books and get better at comic books. If you dedicate 13 years, well, that, that's like, you'll get there. Yeah, you know? like that's like a niche comic book. That's just an example. Yeah, yeah. Susan Boyle was 47. Oh, she, my girl. Yeah, really hit yeah. it hard. I, I knew she'd be. She girl. was in a village <laughs> just doing this, you know? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, he was 46 when he first got a starring role. Like, this is exactly. It, it's just, again, what you were saying, I, I know you weren't trying to say it as fact, but I think what you were saying is very important because it's. It's the feeling that most people have, which is, which is a lot of us. It's just so easy to think that a lot of, you know, a lot of people made it when they were young or if you're really going to make it, it's in your twenties. And that's just not, it's just not right. It's not right, but there's this idea that youth sells and to a certain degree, youth sells to youth. Yeah. 100%. Uh, You look at, if you pin me and I I don't want to compare, but if you pin me and my YouTube career to a young model looking kid now. Yeah. That kid might 
blow up faster than me because I'm 27 and he's like still in high school. So he can relate and be like, <laughs> what up, girl? Yeah. I'll bite his lip and shit. I can't do that because it's, it's weird. And I wouldn't do that anyway. For sure. It's cringy if you do that. <laughs> However, the other side of it is in in all these, you in all the social media and really in anything, if you're the one who sticks out, you're you're almost better off already, right? It's one thing for a kid to have a YouTube channel and connect with the youth. It's I think it's more marketable if you're a unique person in your niche. Does that make sense? So so because you're unique, because you're the grown ass man playing with slime. A lot of people would gravitate to that because it's unique. It's, oh, I see what you're saying. Like to be you know? an oddity. Uh, like they yeah. come for the u- uniqueness and then they stay for the personality. Right. Um, I guess what we're going now down the sort of rabbit hole of success at a certain age. Yeah. Uh, it is a little different. Like there's one last big one, like Sam Walton. Okay. He's the founder of Walmart. Yeah. He made Walmart at 44. Now, the last fact or stat that I heard about Walmart is that it that company's got more money than the whole country of Poland. Oh, yeah, Walmart's, yeah. And he made this at 44 years old. So there's a lot of people out there that have made it later. Like that, The whole clock doesn't really exist, if you think about it. That, yeah. That's a, a constraint we're putting on ourselves. Oh, I should, I should, I should. Trust me, if you look at any of your problems and think, is this a should? Because mm-hmm. shoulds are also equally as bad. One of the first times I ever went and saw a therapist was they said, Dan, do you have a lot of shoulds? And I'm like, what is a should? They're like, do you have a should? Like, I should do this. I should be here. I should say this. And I was like, yeah. They're like, well, that's also maybe playing into what you're stressing over because you're adding these ideas of you have to be like this. Yeah. I should be like this. And once you strip away the shoulds and, and not make them like that, uh, life becomes a little bit easier to work with because you're not pressured to do something you don't want to do. Yeah. Um, and going back to what you said, which is like when you have that impatience, when you put the doors of I have this timeline and I got to get it done before this timeline, right? Removing that, I guess that should really starts to give you that progress. Yeah, there's, there's some, not a should, but I mean, if you're working on a school, this is different. If you're working on a school project and you get have- <laughs> like something like I should get this done. Well, yeah. maybe you should get it done. Of course. I- I'm talking more about like um, society-wise shoulds. Like I should call this person. Well, look at, try to dive a little deeper. Why should you? Mm-hmm. Why do you feel like you should? You know? Once those are gone, it's better. But back to the topic of impatience. Um, impatience is such a a slippery thing because you don't necessarily realize when you're being impatient. Sometimes you feel like the, why not me? Like you have to call it for what it is. Like we often think, why not? When's it my turn? I've worked so hard. When's it going to be my turn? Well, how come I I didn't get this? Why aren't I better now? Why is it happening to them? You got to have patience because patience is kind of like, you know, there's this saying like when people are looking for love, love will find you when you least expect it. When you're not looking for it, it'll find you. Mm. I think a lot of life works like that. And it's not like a waiting game. Like you don't want to just sit on a couch and wait for things to find you. Because I think what it means is just keep doing you and it will eventually happen. Because you're putting your energy out there. People are going to see you doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. And whatever you're after will find you. 
because naturally you're working towards that. Yeah. Um, if you're impatient and you're hopping on thing like in the topic of love, hopping on Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, you're kind of rushing mm. that process, and you might find people that are also rushing that process, and you might skim over actual real moments or actual tests that you might see if they're the one for you. You're gonna skip over that. Yeah, because you're being impatient. Impatience is kind of like wearing sunglasses that are a little bit too dark, that mm. you can't see everything. But as long as it's blocking out the light, you're fine with it. Yeah, you're filtering out some things. Yeah, but you're also filtering out some things that you need to experience. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, you have something really. Uh, I think it's really cool to think about. Is like I think patience isn't just waiting around. And I think a lot of people when they think of patience, of when is it my turn? You know, okay, I'll be patient. Patience is not like stick like staying still it's not no it'll no. just come to me that's no. not that's not how that works I, patience I, I know patience means you know sticking around or waiting around but it's also you working it's not also it is it's patience is you working at your craft and yes. if it hits at 32 it hits at 32 if it hits at 42 it hits at 42 right yeah patience like I think the most tangible thing a lot of people can think about is uh, it's when you're waiting at a doctor's office. That's you're exactly waiting it. your turn. Have some patience, you yeah. know, waiting your turn to play with a toy. Have some patience because oftentimes that's what we're first referenced patience to. Yeah. Is I want to play with the toy. Wait your turn. Have some patience. No, it, you're right. Like it, it's much more than that. Patience could be trust the process. Yeah. Um, if it's difficult now, just do literally the babiest of baby steps you can possibly do mm-hmm. as long as you're doing them. Just tiny little steps. Okay, I did this a little bit better today. Yeah. It may not be as good tomorrow, but that's okay because today you did it a little bit better. And that's also patience is you're, you know, we all go through hard times and no one's exempt from hard times. You can't yeah. just skip over and be like, no, I'm, you know, you can't. Hard times will get every single person in this life at some point. Yeah. Um, money won't avoid that either. In fact, money can also introduce other hard times. Yeah. But... um. Hard times, man. I, I f- favorite moments in life are the the hard times. Really? That's like when real growth happens. That's like one hundred percent is when real growth happens. But it also like I almost beg for them, you know. Like I just you I, want hard times. I oh, want man. I know. Be careful what you wish for, but like yeah, absolutely, bring it on, man. Like just I don't you're know, gonna, man. You regret saying that. <laughs> <Yeah>. Next <laughs> week you don't want bring it on. Man. Next week. I'm gonna- <laughs> Here's, so shut on. Here's the thing about uh, <laughs> hard times is you don't want them. But when they happen to you, there is a, a silver lining. And that's not me trying to be fortune cookie on you. Like, there's always a reason. Like, when a hard time is happening to you, yeah. the reason it's so hard is because it's either the first time it's happened to you, so, you, so you're going to need to change. Or you've overlooked something. I don't know. It's just... Like, like don't you ever find, like, after a hard time, you just, like... Not a new person, but like you just uh, unlock. There's absolutely. such an unlock. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's an unlock. I, like I feel, I've I'm my best version of myself right now. Yeah. Maybe not happiness wise. I I know 100 percent I could be happier, but I'm not depressed or anything. But I'm my best self. And yeah, I look yeah. at this, like hard times are, for me transitioning. Or have now really transitioned to being on my own again because I was in a relationship before, not being on my mm-hmm. own again. I've now started eating healthy. I've gone to the gym. Like I was thinking about this the other day, and I'm like, it doesn't all suck. Like no. I am my best version of myself. Like I can 
I feel healthy. I'm looking better. Like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy, man. I'm telling you, it's like at the end of every level in a video game, you, you know, you face the boss and then you get to unlock a new level. Or, get, or you get like attribute points where you can like yes. add them to something. Oh, get a new. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, again, I don't wish for hard times. Yeah. But when they happen, as I've gotten older, I've now realized, okay, just know that the harder it is now, the way better of a person you're going to be on the other end. Yeah. We all like at any age, you all think like, I'm my best version. I know everything. Trust me. When you're a teenager, oh my God, early twenties. Oh my God. Oh, you yeah. think you know everything. And Top I don't want to sound like one of those annoying ass older people. It's like, oh my God, trust me. You know nothing. I hate yeah. those people too. I don't want to be condescending to your age, but when I was 22, I thought I could live the rest of my life with the knowledge I have now. Yeah. No chance. No chance. I'm telling you now, I'm 10 times stronger of a person yeah. than I was then. And I'm I'm going to bet that in three years, I'll be 10 times better than I am today. It's exponential, bro. It is. That's yeah. why, like we've mentioned this before, if a genie came down and said, we're going to transport you into a 70-year-old body, like you wouldn't be able to handle life. 70? 70. Or, yes, no way. You wouldn't be able to. And not not because your body would ache or whatever like that. It'd be just because... At 70, you've gone through so many different experiences yeah. that your brain would be like a tough, like it would be like made of leather at that point. If you have your mindset, by the way, because a lot of times, you know, uh, it was always like practice makes perfect, but practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent, right? So if you choose to practice of having this mindset of I'm going to get better, I'm going to get better, and you do get better over the years, you will get better, Right. But if you practice the mindset of, oh man, I'm gonna get old and I'm not gonna have as much energy and this. Oh and my god! That. By the time you're seventy, we all know those people, right? But we also know the seventy-year-old that's like full of energy and you love them because they're so youthful and mm -hmm. they, you love them because, you know, they they have much more energy than yourself. And it's because practice makes permanent. If you keep practicing being good, if you keep practicing whatever you're practicing. If it's good, if it's positive, you'll be such a better person. Well, I, yeah, I think if you... So with practice, okay, like anything when you're practicing something yeah. and you do something wrong, you address what you did wrong, you look at it and say, okay, let's let's take uh, pole vaulting. Yeah. Okay, well, it was because I didn't grab here or the pole didn't go in the right spot or yeah. I didn't flex, whatever. You know, you address what you did wrong once you make the mistake and you, you try not to make that mistake again. You fix yeah. it. So with the whole mindset thing, there's another one where if you go through every hard problem in life and you think, oh my God, I made it through. Oh, let's not let that happen again. Oh, that was <laughs> awful. Well, you're not going to get better because all you're doing is you've, you've survived it. Mm. But there's surviving and learning and then there's surviving. And when you're just surviving, <clears throat> all of that struggle you went through has gone to waste because yeah. you didn't address anything. It's true. You, you took those emotions. You're like, okay, I'm glad that's over. Oh, well, it's going to happen again. And yeah. you might as well take what you've learned from this one and plug it in so the next time it happens, when your brain tries to get you at these weird times, you can be like, no, I know what happens. Right. I understand, you know? Um, yeah, it's like, like I guess, I don't know, every sport, but you know, I'm thinking basketball right now. Like, after a basketball game, win or lose, they're watching the tapes, mm -hmm. right? It's not like they win the game and like, oh, thank God, dude, I made, we made it through that game. Mm -hmm. 
and they want to know why they won. And yeah, and just go on. No, they're still going to watch the tape and see exactly why. That's what it. did they get wrong and everything. So review the tapes. Well, that, that review the metaphorical tapes. Yeah, because you're right. Like when a football team does win, they don't just exactly say, "Yeah, we won." And on to the next one, they say, "Why did we win? Where did we do right?" Yeah. Just like they'll say, "Where did we do wrong?" It's equally as important to take your successes and break them down and say, why did this success happen? Mm-hmm. Like, why beat yourself up every time you lose and say, why, why, why? Like, that's not, like, yeah, you'll get answers, but do the same when you win. Yeah. You know? I, I think that's something I do a lot is I definitely review the tips for my successes and for my failures equally, you know? So let's say something good happens to you. How do you do it? Like, go through the process. Um, trying to think of something good. Um, so I've always wanted to like get, I guess, sponsored by certain companies to then get, to be able to give back to, to, to others. Yeah. Right. That's a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it really suddenly happened a few months ago, which was really cool. Um, and I was like, how the hell did this actually happen? Like I, I li- it was literally those, like that moment of like, holy, how did I get through that? Mm-hmm. Right. Like how did that actually happen for me? And then reviewing it, it's it goes back to a lot of the things we were talking today, which is just, I've always had the patience of, of working at it, you know, uh, without saying it to anyone, without showing it off to anyone. I've always given back to others. I knew how to give back to others, right? Without saying it to anyone, I've always kind of, you know, been, uh, been good at like public speaking. Why? Because I chose to like volunteer for a lot of events to do public speaking at. I got a job for public speaking, you know, quite a few things that I've done throughout my life that then I put together for this one moment, right? Um, And then also realizing that this moment wasn't made because I did everything and I expected it. It happened unexpected. But also it it, it it was unexpected, but it was also based on everything that I've learned and everything that I've put into practice Mm -hmm. that this came out of. Couple that with me giving them a unique situation, me being, I think, a unique person and really being proud of me and my oddities, being proud of me and my unique story that got me there. Well, the whole oddities thing, that takes, that's a whole other beast for a lot of people to accept. Yeah. Like I, with, with people. It's funny because when you're in school, back in the day when people would call me weird, mm-hmm. like if girls would be, oh my God, you're so weird. That was the best freaking compliment. Oh, yeah. Because it meant like, oh, I'm funny. I'm weird. You're so weird. Like, oh, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. And as you get older, when people call you weird, it's, it's not as enjoyable of a thing. Really? Because when you're when you're 27, and I haven't really been called this lately, but if you're 27, someone says, you're so weird. Like, it. De- I guess it depends on the context. Yeah, if someone says, true. you're so weird, there's, there's charm there because you're like, awesome. Weird in a lot of people's verbiage is unique it's mm-hmm. it's the same word that's weird well is it weird or is it just one of a kind well yeah it's one of a kind well then it's unique too and weird as you get older is negative and unique is positive yeah but when you're a kid they it's the same thing right yeah man i i for me like oddities and uniqueness that's like ooh. well i think yeah yeah as you get older everyone starts to shuffle into their little line of what they want to do in life. The amount, and I'm not hating on anybody, but I could categorize a large portion of people 
that I that I know or or that are around yeah. into the same two categories for guys and girls. This might sound like a huge generalization, but I know so many that it's not really. Mm. It's just it's there's the classic they all get into a some sort of corporate job. And this isn't bad, by the way. I'm not saying this in a negative way. I'm just saying that this is a very traditional path. Yeah. Uh, there's the corporate job where they go to the corporate thing and then they, they like party on weekends or they go to the cottage on weekends. Yeah, like yeah. I know uh, the amount of Instagram accounts I still follow that are the exact same, man. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to hate on like PR people, but PR people... <laughs> all have the same freaking Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It'll be them either at cottages yeah. or the event that they're working at and then, like, a happy birthday to one of their friends. Yeah. It's the same thing, man. I follow so many PR people just from working. Again, not bad, but your Instagrams are all very, very similar. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, no. The life they live is good. Like, honestly, corporate people, I, like... Tremendous appreciation and envy and jealousy for your life because if it's as together as you make it seem, which is not, I'm going to work for five days, which is not, and these two days I'm going to party or these two days I'm going to have the most relaxation, that is amazing. And I'm super envious of that, that, that you know, you'll have your Saturdays and Sundays off, right? So it's not, it's not dishing on them, but, uh, yeah, but you think they have it all together. When you see someone that's smi- let me ask you this: when you see somebody smiling on Instagram or has a really nice Instagram, do you ever get the feeling that they have it all together? No, no. And now it's gone to the extreme edge of no. And I'm like, it just looks like a dystopian world, man. It just looks like, you know, like I see you smiling, but I know for a fact that this was your thirtieth photo. Yeah, of you smile. I don't know, man. For me, it's, even it's, the candid suck. Even the candid is not candid. Even the candid is. Well, let's take a candid photo with with influencers. Like I've got people that are always posting sponsored content, and I'm like, I look at this stuff, and I could see why kids would would fall for it. Yeah, uh, because there is a level that it looks authentic, but I challenge people listening. Man, we sound like haters today. No, no, we don't. Anyways, <laughs> I challenge people to. Dude, when you look at an Instagram post and you start to get that icky feeling of, I'm not good enough. Or like, look how happy they are. Why can't I be like that? I challenge you to look at the photo and break down (laughs) that moment. Imagine you were the person taking the photo. Break down the moment. Are the two laughing at each other? Okay, they're laughing at each other. Well, why did they take the photo then? Like, you know how many times I've been ready to take a photo and I laugh at someone and they're like, come on guys, smile, stop laughing. Yeah, yeah. And then, okay, well, that moment would never happen. Yeah. So... I never am fooled whenever I see a photo of two people like, <laughs> I never fall for those because I'm like, how inauthentic. And they're awkward as hell. I've taken those photos before. Awkward as hell, man. Yeah, man. And uh, Yes, it does sound pessimistic as hell. However, I do think there's a real good talent. If you can talk shit and if you can talk smack without judging people, Ooh, how, hold on. How do you talk smack without judging people? I talk smack all the time without judging people. Well, that is making a judgment. You're, you're casting, if you're talking, let's say you talk shit about me. Yeah, yeah. You're casting a judgment to me to someone that doesn't know me. Okay, so let's say I see one of your photos, yeah. right? And I talk smack about it. I break down the moment. I'm like, eh, boom, 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 yeah. right? I break it down. I'm talking smack about it. I'm like, oh, that's inauthentic or this, 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 that's that. A, that's a projection. Yeah. 
And then in the end of it, I'm like, ah, what the hell do I know? And then that's it. It's just a talk smack. You know, like I do this a lot and you, I know you've felt it with me where I will have like that self-deprecating humor, right? I'll talk smack about myself. I'm not judging myself. I'm just talking smack about myself. And in the end of it, there's no real judgment being made on, there is. on, on it because it's in my, like, there's a lot of, there, there's the flip side of that though. If you're around a group of people yeah. and you start shit talking someone's Instagram, okay, for five minutes. And at the end of the five minutes, you go, man, eh, what do I know? That doesn't compensate for the five minutes that you just spent shit talking. You're right. Because it's, everyone's going to- It's a shitty s- attitude. You're right. Well, <laughs> change the attitude (laughs) so many people though will look at you like and will see you as negative that's why i'm saying there's a social pressure to always hate on the same person like listen when uh let me try to think of someone no i try to hate on the big ones when when it was popular to hate on someone let me think uh britney spears shaving her head no, like because that was more of a, a mental breakdown i'm thinking of when someone did something wrong Okay. Oh, Here, okay. Let's, can't, let's briefly talk about cancel culture on YouTube yeah. or on social media. Cancel culture is one of the toxic, most toxic things mm. I think exists on the internet because you have someone that might have done a mistake that did something wrong, and I say mistake not to say what they did was okay. Yeah, but uh, it was a genuine mistake that everyone makes mistakes. Okay, first off, not excusing what they did, but everyone yes. makes mistakes. Secondly, uh. Most people on the internet will get their fact from someone else's opinion. Remember, opinion is not fact. Mm. When you see Jack G say, oh my God, I can't believe it. Back in 2004, I saw him at a meet and greet and he said this to me. That's Jack G's personal moment. And that's the only thing he can base it off. You as Peter P (laughs) can't take Jack G's opinion and say, oh my God, back in 2003, he did this at a meet. Like you can't do that because 99% 99% of people embellish. When it's a good moment, it's always a great moment. Mm-hmm. When it's a bad moment, it's a horrible moment. Because yeah. the truth is boring a lot of the time. When we meet the loves of our lives, okay? Yeah. And I grew up with this mentality. You'll hear, like my dad used to say this all the time. Oh, right when she walked in the room, I knew. I knew. I highly doubt you knew that anybody ever knew. I know in hindsight, people that are so in love right now will say, no, I knew, I knew. I don't think you did when they first walked in. Maybe you were super attracted to them at the moment. Yeah. Like, wow, that person's really pretty. But but that happens also 10 times a day. Right. Yeah. You, you don't just automatically assume because they're super pretty, I'm going to now marry them and that's the one. Yeah. No, because that's equally as shallow if you really think about it. You don't know anything about their personality. <laughs> so remember that life happens on a scale, a, a neutral scale. Picture a line in the middle. Where somewhere between the line of the high moments and the low moments is the truth. It's mm. never what someone says. Even if I share a story of traveling, oh, it was so awful, and the guy said this. I'm guilty of it too. Everybody is yeah, we're guilty, all guilty of it because most of the time we're not shocked by shitty behavior, but yeah. we're shocked by awful behavior. And for you to agree with what I'm saying, I'm gonna need to really make this person sound like the devil. Yeah, you know. Damn. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we were going with that. Uh, all over the place, man. That's that's the rabbit hole. This one, I think out of all the podcasts, this one has been the most all over the place. <laughs> and I say that because we started with being patient or impatient and why it's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is. And now we're getting to uh, 
understanding your lens. I think that's that's a good way to put it. Is you know perspective, the perspectives that we wear on our on our eyes because we'll use our eyes as a metaphorical thing because we think we see with our eyes, yeah. but really I think we see with our brain. We we're wearing these lenses that are allowing us to see the world in the way that everyone else is, mm. but. I think people so badly want to peel off the lens and see it how they want to see it, but they're scared. And they're yeah. like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if I do this, is that the right way? Will I be crazy? A lot of us are fearful of being unique and weird. Man, I just, for me, being unique is the like top three ways to be successful, to be really good is that uniqueness, man. And as long as you don't force it. Yeah, of course. Some people are like, I'm so random. Of course. But like, I feel... If you can couple uniqueness, again, we were talking about weird before, but like, don't be weird. Don't be weird. Just, but uniqueness, well, I know, I know. I Be weird, but like, don't don't be like sniffing hair weird. Yeah, like don't force being weird. <laughs> don't force, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. If, like I have thick eyebrows. Me and they too. were weird for a long time. I didn't force them, that's just how they came out. Amen. Right? But it gave me a uniqueness that, I started to appreciate, or a weirdness that I started to appreciate. Wait, you I don't think know. you get appreciated and because of the uniqueness of your eyebrows? No, because <laughs> because it was a phys- <laughs> I like this guy. You know, this guy's thick eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy's eyebrows. Remember him? No, I I don't. Listen, you're talking. You're preaching to the choir here. I've got the thickest eyebrows too. Yeah, but this is like, I don't know. You go to a job interview. That's how. The, they might remember you by the thick eyebrows. Oh yeah, how about the guy with the thick eyebrows? He was really good. No, like, I never, I never. Wow, watch, watch, watch. This is what I'm talking about about uniqueness, right? If you can couple uniqueness with, if you're unique, and you can appeal to a large audience, yeah. that is, that's a pop song right there. Yeah, you know what? Let's talk about pop songs. Black Eyed Peas. Okay, probably the kings of making pop songs go super vile. Yeah, that's. Very interesting band to choose, but okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why. How is it? You know, uh, for, so, so everyone can everyone can relate to uh, I Got a Feeling. You know, like, no matter who you are as a person, you can relate to I Got a Feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. Beca- like. Because what these... Listen, it, it's so, it's so, it's so relatable, so generic. However, as generic as it is, how is it that no one in a hundred years has made a song that I have a feeling that tonight is going to be a good night? Oh my God. Are you kidding? You, a Maybe million every- and one songs have been made about that. Let, let, I don't know, man. Let's I, break down pop songs. Okay. Yeah. Pop songs in general are about blanket statements. There's a comedian, Bo Burnham. Yeah. He does a song called, um, I think it's called repeat stuff where he, he breaks down, uh, Actually, let me play a quick clip from this, okay? But yeah. pop songs, their whole ideal is to make it as generic as possible. So yes. every kid thinks, oh my God, this is about me and I get yes. it. So with something as shallow as I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night, think yeah. of all the other songs about having fun. That's the same topic. It's just worded different. Having fun. Today's the day. Yeah. It's that magic moment. There's another one. But still making it unique enough that you know it's Black Eyed Peas. You know it's... I don't know if that makes sense, man. Because it, it, I really lost you here. You yeah, know? I guess. 
Yeah, I lost you. You didn't. You didn't lose nah, me. No, I lost you, man. It's you just, just. You can just. <laughs> see, I'm talking shit about myself listen, in my own head. Listen, I'm not making a judgment. Me, you lost me when you referenced Black Eyed Peas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, you know who's unique? <laughs> this new hot and upcoming band, Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. Okay, this song is by Bo Burnham. Okay, it's called Repeat Stuff. I want to play yeah. a quick uh, snippet. And in this line, he talks about how he has to make the whole every song, or at least this song, sound like it's for every girl out there. Okay. Yeah. So he mentions, just listen. Uh, but anyway, I want to thank you. Love songs used to be so beautiful, you know? He's saying love songs used to be so beautiful. Let us go then, you and I, when the evening is spread out against the sky like a patient it thrives upon a table. T.S. Eliot, beautiful. Love songs nowadays, just as beautiful, guys, if not more. <laughs> Justin Bieber, One Direction, Usher, you know them. He you breaks it down songs. perfect here. Beautiful, complex love songs, but these new artists, the J Beebs, the One Ds, the <laughs> F off, Usher, man. I'm I'm still gonna get trashed they here. They've done something very strange to the format and the structure and the purpose of love songs. There it and is. I tried to capture yeah. how they've changed it Perfect. with this love song. I hope you enjoy it. And most listen to the words, okay? The differences. He makes everything sound generic that could apply to anybody. Jason Derulo. <laughs> you gotta give a little branding there. You know? Your hair, I love your name, I love the way you say it. I love your heart, and you're so smart because you gave away it. I love your sis, I love your dad, I love your mom. But more than all of that, I love the fact that you are dumb enough to not realize everything I've said has been said before in a thousand ways, in a thousand songs, sung with the same four chords. But you'll still, right? Yeah, you I heard know. that? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so he's, he's basically saying what we're talking about right now that everything's been said before just a thousand different ways. Yeah, and if you could just come up, I don't know, man. I just no, but here, here listen to the next part, huh? Yeah. Let me finger you. Okay. <laughs> oh, girl, I hope you don't think that I'm rude when I tell you that I love you, boo. I also hope that you don't see through this cleverly constructed ruse designed by a marketing team cashing in on puberty and low self-esteem and mm -hmm. girls desperate need to feel loved. Yeah, this one right here, okay? America says we love a chorus, but don't get complicated and bore us, though meaning might be missing. We need to know the words after just one listen, so repeat stuff, Boom. repeat stuff, repeat, repeat stuff. stuff, repeat stuff. I got a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, every Katy Perry song is the same way, but he does this one where, like, the next chorus, he talks about how he's got to make this this song sound like it's written for every girl, okay? I love my baby, and you know I couldn't live without her, but now I need to make every girl think the song's about her just to make sure that they spread it like the plague. So I describe my dream girl as really, really vague, like, I love your hands because your fingerprints are like no other. I love your eyes and their bluish, brownish, greenish color. I love it when you smile, <laughs> that you smile wide, and I love how your torso has an arm on either side. <laughs> See? Like, this guy, he, he broke down that yeah, whole thing, that... Um, that's why a lot of us struggle with feeling and embracing our uniqueness because we don't exactly know what it is. We hear these songs of like, I love when she smiled at me and the way she looked. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what if the way that she sneezed was super charming or the way that she coughed or the way that she walks? You know, there's so many things that aren't as romanticized yeah. as smiling and singing and kissing. Yeah. You know, there could be something like, I love the way that they walk. Mm. 
I love the way, well, the laughing is romanticized too, but I love the way that they um, flip their hair or flip their hair. That's also like, you know, like, Uh, yeah, that's generic. I'm saying, yeah, there's so many things that aren't generic that you can also like, but we feel like it's a little bit weird to like that, you know? Anyway. Hey man, you know what? For sure. This podcast has been the most caffeinated in terms of my personal feeling and in terms of how I've approached all the topics today. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, I've definitely learned something here today. <laughs> and I just want to remind you guys that this has always been a conversation. You know what I mean? Like, we don't always know the answers. And sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I think Dan on this one, on this whole podcast has been right. And I'm going to go and review the tapes. <laughs> you can review the tapes. For sure. <laughs> no, I think uh, you're right. Like, there's one thing to be said about these podcasts, especially now that we're in the mental health uh, genre, is that we're not doctors. And what we often try to provide people is advice yeah. on how to progress through life's challenging moments from some people that may have gone through it. Yeah. That that can offer more household remedies than maybe hit you with science fact. Yeah. Because I know for me, you could throw a million and one science facts at me, but until I know how to actually plug those in, they're just going to sit where they were when you gave them to me. Yeah. Just like uh, what we were talking about last week of like working out, you know what I mean? Like I know how to work out, man. I know if I run... 30 minutes a day and do this many push-ups and whatever, I'm going to be good. But how do I actually work out? Like, how do I actually get myself to the working out, right? And that and, and that's another one. Like, you you break down different methods of how you can work out yeah. and figure it out. Because just quickly, I did, um, I did an episode of Dan for a week, which is a series I did probably two years ago now, mm-hmm. where I trained like an athlete for a week. And I remember filming that episode where I did these big workouts and I'm like, this is what it takes to get that type of body. Are you kidding? And it does if you're in those leagues, the CFL, the NFL, yeah. NHL, but I'm not in those leagues. So I, for for a while, I thought, okay, if I want to have abs or at least put on muscle, I got to do that again. No chance. Working out two hours a day, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Then I started doing these little bit shorter, F45, okay? I started doing those and I'm like, whoa, not only do I really enjoy this, I feel better. It's actually working to put on muscle and lose weight. Yeah. So- there's you don't have to go to your your building's gym or get a gym pass and be left to your own devices because a lot of us are like, what do I do with this machine? Yeah, what do I do? It's awkward and get, get a personal trainer is too expensive. You know, and that's how I look at this podcast is like it's we're not just giving you the 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 how to, but then just the approachability of it, just the approachability to to dealing with your own problems or dealing with our own problems or our own mental health or whatever, you know? So it's the approachability factor that's huge. Well, yeah, I think we're giving, uh, we're giving people different perspectives that might help them out. But yeah. Anyways, guys, that was another episode of Rabbit Hole. I hope school's going well. I hope your new uh, September month is going well too. Yeah, if you're in school, man, I hope your home teacher is the best. Me too. Because nothing no, worse than having I a hope, shitty home I hope teacher. it's a worse teacher so you learn from it. No, yeah, yeah, let's go down to rabbit hole again. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Love Later. you.